Women Taking the Lead, episode 106. How do you want to feel each day? And what are steps you can take to make sure you feel that way? You know, is it waking up early so you can see the sunrise? It's going to make you feel that light and airy feeling will carry out throughout your day. Or, you know, maybe it's going to the gym really early in the morning to get a jam-packed workout in so you can feel energized for the rest of the day. I really think it boils down to what your desires are and how those desires can shape your day and eventually shape your life. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to get the solutions to your top five leadership challenges. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Lindsay Allen, who is the founder of Fearlessly Authentic Living. It's a graphic apparel brand for women not afraid to do their own thing and live a life they love. Lindsay hopes to inspire a movement in which we all live authentic lives and pursue passions that invigorate our souls. Her current obsessions include fuzzy socks and gelato. And I can totally get on board with that, Lindsay. (laughs) But that's just a little intro for everybody. So tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. Of course. Well, you made that sound so great. Thank you so much for doing that. And thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, But back to humble beginnings. So when I was young, I really struggled with um, realizing who I was as a person and being very comfortable with I was as a person. And that kind of went on throughout middle school and high school. And I know you're thinking like, oh, well, we all kind of go through those phases in middle school and high school. But my kind of discover yourself phase was coupled with um, physically growing very quickly. Um, And I know that again sounds a little bizarre, but it was really hard to consistently be the tallest person in my class, consistently be a little bit more um, physically developed than my peers. And so I had a really hard time connecting with other girls my age. So if you kind of couple that disconnect with the common like middle school, high school, who the crap am I going to be when I grow up problem, um, it really gave me some problems. It was a struggle that I had to overcome. And eventually, when I got to college, um, I kind of did some soul searching and I realized, you know what, I don't really want to feel disconnected and unaligned for the rest of my life. So let me just kind of nip this problem in the bud and fix it now so I can continue to feel good um, when I meet people and feel good within my own body. Honestly, that chapter within my life um, is what sparked Fearlessly Authentic Living, and that's where the mission of my brand and my company stems from. And I just want to inspire women to live a life they love and to be comfortable within their own bodies and to be comfortable sharing their true selves with others because that was something that I so struggled with for so long. And I know how frustrating it can be to want to get to that point but have a hard time getting to that point. So to you know, be very honest and straightforward, I'm just a millennial girl that had a dream and pursued it. I had an idea that I wanted to start a company and I wanted to inspire women to live a life they love. And of course, it took a lot of hard work and a lot of hours behind the scenes, but I was able to pursue it and I was able to make it happen, which is so, so exciting. So I guess what I just want to tell your listeners, Jody, is that if I can do it, 
they can certainly do it. And if I can kind of overcome my, you know, young struggles that anyone can overcome theirs and pursue their dreams and definitely make them happen. Mm, Lindsay, I love that. I love your mission. I so want to reach girls at a younger age and deliver that message to them because I remember for myself when I finally stopped putting energy into having a different body type and just soul search to figure out how I could be comfortable in my own skin. Like it completely changed my life. Oh yeah. Like I, I stopped fighting the fact that I was, you know, five, four and I was never going to be five, eight. Right. I stopped struggling that I have, I have a curvy body. Right. So I'm never going to have the perfect athletic body. Right. I wanted to run. I wanted to run fast. My body wasn't necessarily built for that. Right. I totally hear you. Right. So there were definitely things about my body I wanted to change. And it's amazing how much energy I wasted hoping and wishing and trying to make those things different when I realized like the real power was just being comfortable in my own skin, accepting my body for what it was. Doesn't mean I don't want to stretch the limits and see what I'm capable of, but I'm not going to fight against it. I'm going to work with it. And I had so much more energy to put into other things because it was, I remember that those stages, like it was exhausting not being okay with who I was and your body (laughs) is a big part of who you are. It's how you present yourself to the world. So I love this mission that you have, um, And like you say, you're young, but you've had your experiences and you've gone after your your dream. You know, you you're living in Spain, which I don't know that everybody knows about. You're living in southern Spain. So that's rock on. That's awesome. (laughs) You know, you've got the business and things things you've got it going on right now. But I want you to take us back to when a time when you were playing small, you may not have realized it at the time. You may only in retrospect have looked back and, and thought, wow, I was capable of so much more than I thought I was in that moment. So share with us the story and the lessons you've learned. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So early in my college years, um, I had already decided at that point that I wanted to start a community for women, whether it was for teenagers or for women in their 20s and 30s or even women beyond that age point. I wanted to start a community for women where they could talk about feeling like their authentic selves, feeling comfortable within their bodies, feeling comfortable within their personalities, and like ultimately feeling comfortable sharing those characteristics with others because that was where I was really struggling was sharing it with others. So I had already identified at that point that I wanted to start a community. And I started sharing this idea with others saying like, oh, you know, like, what do you think about this idea? Do you think this could be a thing? Like, I kind of think this could be a thing, but what do you think? And I really gave the power when I said, well, what do you think? And a lot of people told me, oh, you're so young. Like, don't worry about it right now. You know, college is, you know, the best time of your life. Like, you don't want to start, you know, a business or a company right now. Keep yourself responsibility free for as long as you can. And here I am sitting across from them saying like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, I got it. Like, I'm on the same page as you now. And so looking back, I totally realized that my playing small moment was totally, you know, hook, line and sinker taking 
what they were saying to me as truth. I was like, oh, no, like, I can't do this. You know, I'm using their words to influence my own internal talk of like, oh, no, 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 they're right. Like, let's, you know, kind of keep this idea in the you know back of your brain for a couple more years and then we'll act on it. Um, so yeah, so I allowed the naysayers to influence me to play small. And so the lesson I took away from that whole situation is that there truly is no right time. I could have started a community then if I had wanted to. Um, and honestly, you're never going to be ready to start something, whether you have an idea and, um, you need more resources or you need more skills or you need more time to practice or more time to code your website. Like you're truly never going to be ready when you try to launch something into this world. And that's okay. And I wish I would have had someone to tell me that like there is no right time and you will never be ready. So you might as well just do it now and learn as you go. <laughs> yes. There's always going to be trial and error, no matter how much research, training, or past experience you've had. You know, there's no way that you can prevent those moments of failure because if you're stretching and doing something new, it, you know, there's going to be that opportunity to make mistakes and learn and grow. And Lindsay, that's such a great story. And it captures um, an idea or um, a thought I got from another community that I belong to. Um, and it is that you should only take advice from people who've done what you want to do. Oh, absolutely. Right? <laughs> right? I 100% we, agree. Yes. Yeah. And it's only in retrospect that we're like, oh, yeah, right. That makes perfect sense. But at the time, you know, when we just share our ideas with our families and our friends and the people around us, if they don't have the same dream and desires that we do, they're not going to completely understand it. And if they haven't done it before, it's it's uncharted territory. Mm -hmm. It's an unknown. And so it's scary. And out of love and with good intentions, a lot of times the people around us will encourage us to play small. Yes. Because they're they. But what they're actually saying is, I could never do it. I couldn't do what you want to do. So don't do it. Right. I feel like there's also an element of they're trying to look out for you too. Like they, you know, the people that were telling me these things truly only wanted the best for me. And, um, and I think you're right. It was kind of that sort of nurturing mindset coupled with the, oh, well, you know, I didn't do it this way. So maybe she shouldn't do it this way too, you know? Yes. You know, and if you had had an opportunity to meet and talk with a woman who had started a community and had started a business at a young age, it's not even like you would have to take their advice 100%, but they would give you a little more information and their own lessons learned about what it was like to start all of that at a young age. And they, you know what, and more often than not, instead of telling you, no, don't do it, they would tell you, oh, well, here's what I did that didn't work. Do something different. Exactly. Exactly. I yeah. connected with your good friend, Christy Mims, and that was probably one of the best things for me because she gave me lines exactly like that. Like, this is Lindsay, this is what I tried and this is what didn't work for me. So I would recommend this or, you know, here's a mm -hmm. scenario and I did this, but I wish I would have done that. And it was so great to learn from her this past summer. Oh, she rocks. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lindsay, now share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake-up call. 
Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps that you took that led to your success. Okay. So obviously I alluded to kind of my first wake up call, which would be taking the leap and launching my business in November. But the most recent one and probably the bigger wake up call um, would be when I launched Fearlessly Authentic Living, I initially got a little bit of pushback. I initially got a handful of naysayers saying things like, oh, well, you know, this has been done before, you know, t-shirts aren't necessarily that original. And I don't necessarily think you're being true to yourself and this isn't you. So I kind of got that pushback and that like after working so hard, I mean, all of my spare time went to trying to figure out, um, who I was, what I desired, what I really saw for myself and just kind of taking all of those like hopes and dreams and putting them into stepping stones and into reality. So when I got that feedback, um, it really hit a hot button for me. I was like, Whoa, okay. So, you know, this person is, you know, poking at you know one of my number one core values. So it really shook me and, um, it took me a while to get over it. I was kind of obsessing over the thought of someone thinking I wasn't necessarily staying true to myself. Um, and the lesson from that wake up call is you can't let the naysayers get in your head. You have to stay original. You have to do what you want to do and you can't let them get in your head. It's, it, you have to do what feels right for you. And if what feels right for you doesn't feel right for someone else, that's okay. And you just need to acknowledge that, you know, you're going to do your thing over here and they're going to do their their thing over there and you guys are going to coexist perfectly fine and everything's going to be, you know, fine and dandy. Mm. And Lindsay, I have to ask you this because I'm kind of chuckling as you're saying this, because as you know, the more visible you are and the more you put your brand out there and your mission and you're actively you know bringing people into your community you also just by by course attract the people who want to be naysayers mm-hmm. who who want to you know spend their precious time and energy letting you know how you you're doing it wrong right right so you know, now that you come into contact with those people, not every day, I don't want to scare people who are about to, you know, start their own business right. or, or put, put their mission out there. But you do encounter these people a little more often when you're visible. So as you encounter these people, how do you handle it? What are some of the things that you say to yourself or maybe say to them to navigate that situation in a way that it doesn't bring you down and you can just move past it? Gosh, well, so this wake up call definitely taught me that you, when you get stuff, when you get comments like that, you just have to realize that that person is not the person for you. And, you know, their comments only prove that they may not be right for you and your community and, and that's okay. Um, so that's kind of what I tell myself when I see comments like that, or when I get, you know, verbal feedback is, you know what, that person is just not right for me and, and that's okay. And I'm going to let it go. And, you know, the words that they said about me are not necessarily true because I have so many other people over here in the other side of the room that are confirming my other, you know, values and beliefs and missions. So uh, that's what I just, I just trying to reassure myself that, you know, it's okay. Like it's not everyone's going to have a perfect fit or for perfect relationship, but not everyone's going to approve of what you're doing. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, and I'm another thought I'm having too is, um, 
you know, the need to sift through, is this a member of my community who is, you know, noticing that something doesn't work and is trying to help me out and make the community better? Or is this coming from a place of, <laughs> I just don't like you. I, you know, I don't like what you're about. I don't like what you're doing. Right. And so I'm going to spew at you. And as a business owner, you have to be careful to listen for what the intention is behind the message, because sometimes people are just upset, mm-hmm. you know, and they're giving you feedback, you know, and it doesn't, oh, not everyone's had a lot of coaching around how to communicate and how to keep good relationships. So they just communicate the way they know how to communicate. And sometimes it comes up, it can be a little brisk um, or borderline rude. But, you know, if it's coming from a good place of, wow, if I implement the change that they're suggesting or hinting at, that would actually make the community better as opposed to the people, the haters, you know, right. or the the trolls who are just looking to, you know, make their bad day your bad day. Right. Awesome. And Lizzie, you may be young, but you are a leader, right? You have been doing things. You've been a mover and a shaker. And you, you have thoughts on all of this. How would you describe your leadership style as it is right now? Well, I'm actually a pretty modest person. Um, you were saying how, you know, as I make my brand more well-known and my name more well-known, I step into the spotlight a little bit more and that's so not me. I'm a very introverted person. And so I try to shy away from that a little bit, but, um, since I am a little bit more of a behind the scenes kind of a gal, I definitely lead by example instead of taking more of an outward leadership position when I'm in a group setting with others or in a community setting, um, however it may be. And I feel like leading by example really allows me to be more open and vulnerable with the people that I'm working with, which also allows for me to build more trust and camaraderie within those those group relationships or those community relationships. Mm. And what are some of the things that you're particularly mindful of to make sure that you're, you know, say walking your talk on this? Well, one of the things I like to do is like really trying to meet the person where they're at, Um, you know, and no matter what the situation may be, um, you, you can always find a common ground between you and another person. And I feel like having the ability to meet the person where they're at and to, you know, just walk through with them the process they're going through, the learning experience they're going through, the tasks they're trying to accomplish, I think is is truly um, kind of leading by example at its finest is being able to just do exactly that, to meet them where they're at. Mm. I like that. And Lindsay, what is one thing that you're working on right now that you're really excited about and want to share with us? Well, my ultimate dream for Fearlessly Authentic Living is for it to be a community for women um, that want to jam on the art of self-expression and learn the power of living their truth. And I am finally doing that. I'm working on creating a private little community for women um, where they can do exactly that. And I'm also working on building a little online hub full of resources for women to go to in terms of living an authentic life or trying to lead an authentic business. Um, and I'm hoping to release that soon. It's going to be full of ebooks and interviews and checklists and all sorts of good stuff I'm really excited about. And Lindsay, can I put you on the spot real quick um, to give us one tip 
You know, because I think we hear the word authentic and consciously we get it, but we're kind of wondering, well, what does that look like day to day? What is a tip you would give a woman who says, you know, I want, I want to live a more authentic life, but I don't know where to begin. Okay. I would, and this kind of ties into, I think where we're going to go a little bit later in our conversation, but um, I would strongly advise her to get clear on what her desires are for life, um, desires are for herself. So one of the best ways of doing this is um, Danielle Laporte has a great process called Core Desired Feelings, and um, her book, The Desire Map, walks you through how to find those core desired feelings, which are words you use to guide the way you want to feel for the rest of the day, for the rest of the week, for the rest of your life. Um, and I would I advise all people that ask me that question, I advise them to start there, to start with, you know, how do you want to feel each day and what are steps you can take to make sure you feel that way? You know, how, you know, is it waking up early so you can see the sunrise that's going to make you feel, you know, light and airy that now that light and airy feeling will carry out throughout your day or, you know, maybe it's going to the gym really early in the morning to get a jam-packed workout in so you can feel energized for the rest of the day. I really think it boils down to what your desires are and how those desires can shape your day and, and you know, eventually shape your life. Perfect. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, Lindsay, now let's go to the leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice that you have that helps to make you a better leader? Okay. So kind of going off what I was just telling you about, uh, I start my day every morning by naming off my desires. So I write them in my little day planner and I think to myself like, okay, what can I do today that is going to make me feel this way? You know, whether it's confident or aligned or radiant, what can I do to make myself feel that way? And I, by doing that, I've been doing this consistently for about gosh, five or six months now. And I feel like by setting that foundation for myself in the morning before I do anything else really allows me to be more present with others. And for me, when I operate from a leadership style of leading by example, presence is one of the best ways for me to connect with other people and to essentially lead them um, through whatever they're going through. So that's one of the practices I have. I feel like it just gives me a very strong foundation to start the day with. And I feel like when I don't have that strong foundation, I feel um, not necessarily incapable, but just not uh, like as, I'm not quite sure what the right word would be, but not quite ready to help others, like not quite ready to build upon that foundation. I like to start my day solid. And when I don't start my day like that, I feel a little bit shaky and I don't necessarily like building things on top of a shaky foundation. Yeah, the current wisdom I'm hearing more and more are people talking about morning practices, yes. right? And it doesn't have to be at the crack of dawn. It's whatever morning is for you, exactly. right? whatever time you wake up to carve out some time to be with yourself um, to help you ease into the day and be more mindful. Um, so I, I completely agree. I mean, when you're living from that place of actually thinking about how do I want my day to go and what am I going to do to make sure, you know, that those feelings that I want are, are going to, I'm going to experience them today. Mm -hmm. It's harder to go on autopilot. Oh yeah, and, exactly. You know, you're more mindful, you're more present, and you're going to enjoy your day even if things don't go your way. 
it almost feels a little bit more empowering too to kind of take charge of your day and say, okay, this, these are the things that I want to feel today. And this is what specifically I'm going to do to make sure that I feel those things today. Mm-hmm. I love it. And Lindsay, what is one book that you would recommend to another woman to help her develop her leadership? Okay. Well, I already kind of touched on the book, but um, Danielle Laporte's The Desire Map is the book that I recommend to any woman that's come to me and asked, like, oh, I don't know where to start. Where do I start? This is where you start. Danielle Laporte has an amazing process that she walks you through in finding your core desired feelings. I know that sounds a little woo-woo, but um, it's such a great way to narrow down, okay, this is how I want to feel and this is how I want to share myself with the world. And these are the things that I'm going to do to make sure that happens. Mm Mm-hmm. And just so you know, it's okay to be a little woo-woo on the show. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I encourage it. Right. And what advice would you give your younger self? I would tell my younger self to not let the naysayers stop you from pursuing your dreams. If you believe it and are willing to commit to it, you can certainly be anything that you want to be. You can certainly achieve anything you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And... Share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Okay. So my favorite quote, it's a little on the long side. It I have it written on two post-it notes and it goes with me wherever I go. So it made the journey from California to Spain and it's here on my wall right by my door. So I see it every single time I come in and out of the room. Um, it's a quote by Asher Roth, the singer, which is a little unconventional, but I, I absolutely love it. It resonates with me so much. And it is... Do your thing. Do it unapologetically. Don't be discouraged by criticism. You probably already know what they're going to say. Pay no mind to the fear of failure. It's far more valuable than success. Take ownership, take chances, and have fun. And no matter what, don't ever stop doing your thing. Oh, <laughs> like that. It goes so well with your brand, it too. It does. It really does. Well, I, I feel like at this point, I am. My brand, like everything that I have put into it is so aligned with who I am and what I want to share with the world. So I'm not surprised you have that impression. <laughs> well, rock on. Thanks. Keep it going. All right. All right, Lindsay, lastly, what is the best way for this community to connect with you because you've been a, a rock star? <laughs> Thanks, Jody. <laughs> Um, best way to connect with me would be at fearlesslyauthenticliving.com. There's a little link to the blog on that homepage and you can check out all of my writings on authenticity. Um, I also have a little newsletter list on there you can sign up for. You can get access to the community and resources that Jody and I were talking about earlier during the uh, interview. And then you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at fearlesslyauthenticliving. Mm-hmm. And I know for with this community, they're often listening on the go. <laughs> so, so for those of you in this community community who are listening right now, you know you can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com, or you can use the short link, which is womentl.com, and you're gonna find Lindsay's show. Just put her name. Um, it's Lindsay spelled with an E. Put that in the search bar, and her show notes page, the blog post that accompanies this episode, will come to the top and you can go in there, click on the links and get all the stuff that she's been sharing. So Lindsay, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you so much, Sherry. It means so much to me for you to say that. 
Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Were you inspired to take some action today, but maybe don't know where to start? Or maybe you have so many great ideas you can't decide where to focus your attention. Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.